Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Praying Through the Bible podcast, part of the Praying Through the Bible project. Thanks for joining me. Today's prayer is the first prayer found in Judges. It's often called the Song of Deborah, and it's a song of victory. It describes God's saving acts, and it's a hymn, a prayer in the form of a hymn. It contains blessings and praises to God for the victory of the Israelite forces over their enemies. Based on the style of Hebrew, it is probably one of the oldest hymns in the Bible, maybe from the 12th century BC. And so in the ancient world, it was not unusual to compose hymns, or songs in celebration of a great victory. And so the Israelites do the same thing that other people would have done here. Uh, To see some others, you could also look at the Song of Moses and the Song of Miriam in Exodus 15, which are very similar. The hymn is long, but I think it's worth reading. When locks are long in Israel, when the people offer themselves willingly, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give hear, O princes. To the Lord I will sing. I will make melody to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you went out from Sair, when you marched from the region of Edom, the earth trembled, and the heavens poured, and the clouds indeed poured water. Mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anoth, in the days of Jael, The caravan ceased, and travelers kept to the byways. The peasantry prospered in Israel. They grew fat on plunder. Because you arose, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. When new gods were chosen, then the war was in the gates. Was shield or spear to be seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart goes out to the commanders of Israel, who offered themselves willingly among the people, Bless the Lord. Tell of it, you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets, you who walk by the way, to the sound of musicians at the watering places. There they repeat the triumphs of the Lord, the triumphs of his peasantry in Israel. Then down to the gates march the people of the Lord. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, lead away your captives, O son of Abinoam. Then down marched the remnant of the, of the nobles. The people of the Lord marched down for him against the mighty. From Ephraim they set out into the valley, following you, Benjamin, with your kin. From Machir marched down the commanders. And from Zebulun, those who bear the marshal's staff. The chiefs of Issachar came with Deborah, the Issachar faithful to Barak. Into the valley they rushed out at his heels. Among the clans of Reuben there were great searchings of heart. Why did you tarry among the sheepfolds to hear the piping for the flocks? Among the clans of Reuben there were great searchings of heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan River. And Dan, why did he hide with the ships? Asher still sat at the coast of the sea, settling down by his landings. Zebulun is a people, scorned death. Naphtali, too, on the heights of the field. The kings came, they fought. They fought the kings of Canaan. At Taanach, by the waters of Megiddo, they got no spoils of silver. 
The stars fought from heaven, from their curses. They fought the Sisera. The torrent Kishon swept them away. The onrushing torrent, the torrent of Kishon. March on, my soul, with might. Then loud beat the horse's hoofs with the galloping, galloping of his steeds. Curse Meroz, says the angel of the Lord. Curse bitterly its inhabitants, because they did not come to the help of the Lord. To the help of the Lord against the mighty. Most blessed of women be Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, of tent-dwelling women, most blessed. He asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a lordly bowl. She put her hand to the tent peg, and her right hand to the workman's mallet. She struck Sisera a blow. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. He sank. He fell. He lay at her feet. At her feet he sank. He fell. Where he sank, there he fell dead. Out of the window she peered. The mother of Sisera gazed through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the hoofbeats of his chariots? Her wisest ladies make answer. Indeed, she answers the question herself. Are they not finding and dividing the spoil? A girl or two for every man. Spoil of dyed stuffs for Sisera. Spoil of dyed stuffs embroidered. Two pieces of dyed work embroidered for my neck of spoil. So perish all your enemies, O Lord. But may your friends be like the sun as it rises in its might. Deborah is the third judge described in the book of Judges, and she's the only female judge that's mentioned. She's also the only judge who was also a prophet, see verse 4-4. Before she became a judge, the Israelites had fallen back into their evil ways. They are living again with little reference to God. Once again, a foreign king comes and conquers and oppresses them. This time, it is King Jaban from Hazor. Through his military commander, Sisera, Jaban oppresses the Israelites for 20 years. Finally, they cry out to God, and once more, God provides a leader for them. The story begins with Deborah summoning, summoning Barak, who acts as her general for the army, a counterpart to Sisera. She tells Barak that God has promised to make them victorious over the Hazarites. She says that God will work through the hand of a woman. The story uses this phrase to make the reader think that it's Deborah's hand. While that is true in the larger sense, there's a sub-story in this story that fulfills those words too. Because after the battle, Sisera runs away and he hides in the tent of an Israelite woman who kills him in his sleep. The enemy and its leader have been defeated at the hands of two women. After the final victory, Deborah and Barak offer this praise and blessing as a prayer song. Many scholars have examined this complex and lengthy song, examining the structure and the wording and the content of the 29 verses. And they're not always in agreement about what the meaning and the content of every line is. But for our purposes, there are two characteristics that can help us enrich our own prayers. First, the prayer begins by calling on everyone to hear it. It is a prayer meant to be said aloud, not to oneself. The structure follows the chronology of events that led to the victory. It mentions important people, places, and events. Throughout, it includes curses on some people and blessings upon God. Note also the poetic character of each phrase. This is not an ad hoc prayer. It is a prayer hymn composed for the occasion. 
Our prayers don't always have to be off the top of our head. In some situations, pre-written prayers are very appropriate. Second, the story and the song emphasize that God often uses people for his purposes in ways that might surprise us. While female prophets were not unknown in Israel, they were rare. Deborah is not only a prophet, but also a judge. This makes her a military, judicial, religious, and political leader of her people. This is an unusual role for that woman, for women in that world. Women played a crucial role in families, in tribes, and in clans, but those roles were usually behind the scenes or in private, and that was often out of necessity in that very dangerous and violent world. Yet none of the male judges mentioned were prophets. The story shows that God can use anyone for his purposes in any culture, regardless of what anyone believes their role can or should be. In contrast, the second woman in the story, Jael, has the more usual role. She is a wife at home, managing and providing for the home and the family, while her husband is away at war. And yet, it is she who kills the general responsible for so much suffering of her people. Regardless of our preconceived perceptions, God can use anyone to perform his will. Sometimes he does this in unusual and important ways, sometimes in the normal and everyday roles we already fulfill. We should remember this as we pray. Finally, the idea of a prayer as a song can adopt the practice of singing or even composing a song after an important victory or a milestone or a goal. Rather than bowing our heads and thanking God, we could sing a song or a hymn or compose one of our own. Those are prayers too. Most church hymns are prayers. So how do we apply this? Well, you might think about an important event in your life where you attained a victory or reached a goal or passed a substantial milestone. Write down some of the key events and people. Think about how God uses unsuspecting events or people in unconventional ways. Using the song of Deborah as a model, write a prayer in a song or a poem form. You might set it to a tune, or if you're not musical, use an existing melody from another song. Write the words based on the events that led up to the goal or victory, just as Deborah did in this historical recounting in her song. Insert Bless the Lord in appropriate places, just as this song does. Thank you for listening. See the notes accompanying this podcast for more information. If you are a patron, thank you so much for your support. If not, please consider becoming one. As always, feel free to get in touch through the comments or through the website. Until next time, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening. See the notes accompanying this podcast for more information. Learn more about the Praying Through the Bible Project on our website, prayingthroughthebible.com. That's T-H-R-U. If you are a subscriber, thank you. If not, please consider becoming one. Feel free to get in touch through the comments or on our website. Until next time, blessings on all of you.